getting you on your way in style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. This evening, another chance for you to win a $100 online voucher to check out the meat alternative. There you go, something for vegetarians, plant-based diets, uh, meat zero, and also a $100 dining voucher to twist this exciting uh, pasta uh, restaurant here in Singapore that offers affordable bowls of pasta just like $8.90 we're giving you $100 worth of pasta so you can order like a dozen of them and enjoy it of course you want to share it with your loved ones yeah and on the show today we're going to talk about sort of the duality approach when it comes to career we've got representing uh, somewhere in between Gen Z and Millennials uh, Brian and Casey they sell vegetables by day chicken rice as well tattoo artists but also they're supermodels what even you know breaking the stereotype that you know you're just supposed to pick one thing to do for the rest of your life and be a master of that one thing they're saying no i want to do a little bit of everything and i want to stretch what my life on earth can be like so it's going to be a really good time with brian and casey when they join us you're on your way with joshua simon some food news to cover right now an addition, but also one that we'll be saying goodbye to. So, Mian Jia Noodle Bar at Lorong Liput. Now, if you're wondering, what, where is Lorong Liput? Okay, so that's at the tail end of Holland Village. You know, like, where the subway is, and then I think there's a couple of bars in the area as well. I cannot keep up, because, like, they keep, like, switching things in and out. You know, I know that there is the Taichung Bakery over there. I don't know if it's still there, but I used to go there and queue up until, until like, Taichung Bakery, like, popped up everywhere in Singapore. Uh, but I think the Hall Fun in that area, I remember, but it's pretty good too and I know there's like a random massage like Thai spa in that area as well but Mian uh, Jia Noodle Bar is also there uh, unfortunately they announced on social media this week that they will be seizing its operations by the 28th of August uh, they went on to share that it's been an honour they say to serve you for the past few years it always breaks my heart when I hear stories like these you know and then I look at the photos and I'm like already mouth-watering right now I'm looking at a noodle right now it kind of looks like a ramen but then I see crayfish or is it a lobster claw yeah it is it's a lobster claw it's not even a crayfish it's a full-on lobster noodle with tonkatsu broth wonton and fried chicken cutlet all right so if this already sounds like I should have tried this a long time ago well we have now till the 28th of August to go there experience their food one last time and also maybe if the entrepreneurs behind the business is there have a little chat with them encourage them as well and learn whether or not maybe they're moving to a different location you know show some love uh, to our entrepreneur brothers and sisters okay now moving over to a Malaysia-style fried pork noodle stall. It's opening its second outlet. Uh, this is at the Bread Talk IHQ in Tai Sing. So this is in the east. I've only been in this area when I'm doing like photo shoot and stuff like that. But there are a lot of businesses, a lot of offices in that area. I knew, I just know because it's like one big building and then you see one giant bread talk over there okay so it's the Ayan traditional fried pork uh, it began at Wisma Atria's Food Republic in 2022 at the end of the year and they've been selling so well they sell about 500 bowls of noodles a day so they're opening a second outlet if you happen to be maybe your office is near Tai Seng or the Bread Talk IHQ y'all can check it out uh, once again Malaysia style fried pork noodles it's second outlet y'all try first let me know if it's good keeping you company on your way home 
Joshua Simon, Kiss 92. Now, in a bit, we've got Brian and Casey that'll be joining us. You may have seen that story making its rounds on the net. Um, they sell vegetables by day. They're just 25 years old. But by night, they're also supermodels and tattoo artists and also interning uh, to learn uh, advertising and marketing. And they're also interested in graphic design. They're doing a little bit of everything. And we're starting to see that be the case for millennials and Gen Zs. And does that work? Would that work for us? Well, we're going to have a little chat with them in just a bit. And also they're dating love. <laughs> you know, birds of a feather, right? Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. And in this hour, we have a very exciting pair of guests who lead very exciting lives that definitely break the mold of or trajectory of what a person's life, especially here in Singapore, ought to be like. You know, I think our parents' generation was... You choose one thing, you master one thing, you do that one thing for the rest of your life. And sure, there's that sense of ownership, but then at the same time, younger generations from millennials to Gen Zs don't want to be shackled by it, you know? They want to feel free to do it all. You may have seen that headline a couple of weeks ago about someone who sells vegetables by day, but he's also a model at night. And his partner, incredibly so, is also a tattoo artist who has interest in graphic design, is also interning right now, and she's doing a little bit of everything else all at once as well. So we've got Brian and Casey, who's going to be joining us on the show right now. Hello! Hello! Hello. First time on radio? Yes. First time. <laughs> okay, deep breaths. Okay, you got this. And so now you can actually say you're a radio presenter. So. We're kicking back with Brian and Casey, first time on the show. And you're actually good friends with a dear friend of mine, Leon, which we'll chat with later on. But I feel like all of us from our generation, millennials, especially Gen Zs, we do a little bit of everything. And it's always tricky to try to explain that to our parents. Like, Ma, I want to do this, but I also want to try this and this other thing. Uh, Brian, let's start with you. So we saw this story going viral about how you... Uh, selling vegetables by day, but then you're also on covers of magazines. You're a model as well. Is it like a family business? Yeah, it's a family business uh, since I don't know, like 1998, about there. Was this something that you're I'm imagining your parents told you like you're gonna have to join the family business? Oh, no, actually, no. <laughs> they they asked me to study hard so I find a regular job. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, why did you jump in then? Uh, I think I had nothing much to do in life already at that point in time after that. Because okay. before that, I was actually selling chicken rice. No, <laughs> you want to talk about multifaceted. <laughs> so not just the vegetables, but then also chicken rice. Yeah, I think my family is like, everybody is in FMB one way or another. So like they open like chicken rice store, hawker store, you know, my grandma do, does hawker last time. So I grew up around uh, the FMB industry. Okay. So... Yeah, after army, I had nothing much to do. So I was like, oh, I don't want to study anymore. So might as well just learn a new skill. So I went to pick up chicken rice. I worked there for two years before joining the family business. So which one's better, the white chicken or the roasted um, one? White Thai. White, my best. White Thai is the yeah, best one. And then the best. for vegetables, right? Can you mm-hmm. tell the kind of person I am based on the vegetable I like? Because I love kailan and naipai. Kailan, naipai... Okay, a leafy one. I like the leafy vegetable. <laughs> I'm a leafy person. <laughs> I, I personally, I don't really eat vegetable. <laughs> Why? 
what's this? <laughs> I only sell, but I don't eat. Oh I try to goodness. avoid. No like if, if the dish comes with vegetable, then okay like, I won't like go and pick it up. And but like I won't choose it. Did I hear correctly also your family has a bit of modeling background as well? Oh yeah. My mom used to be a model. You see? <laughs> it runs in the blood. So your mom used to be a model mm-hmm. and then you told your mom that you're gonna start modeling. Was this like a conscious decision or did it just kinda like happen? Oh, I, I didn't tell her that I wanted to model. It wasn't it wasn't in my head that, you know, I wanted to to model. It's not something that I went to pursue. It's just that my mom was a model. Then she introduced like showed some of like family photo type thing to her friends. Then they were like your son, okay, quite tall. Can go and try. So that's so your mom's friends. Yeah. Is the influence here. Yeah. We're going to chat with uh, Casey in just a bit, your partner, who also leads a very multifaceted life. More mm-hmm. with Brian and Casey in just a bit. But real quick, if you want to follow them on social media, check them out. What are your tags? Uh, please wake up, Brian. PLS, <laughs> wake up, Brian. And Casey, yours. And for mine, it's just Casey B. K A C I B E H. So earlier on, we had Brian on the show. He is, what, 24 years old? 25? 25. 25 years old. And he's already led multiple lives. Okay, take that, Michelle Yo. He has uh, sold chicken rice, sell vegetables. That's your parents' business, your family business mm-hmm. in FMB, And then also you're a model. Yeah. And your girlfriend here, Casey, also a model, but also a tattoo artist. And you're interning where now? I'm interning in a advertising firm right now. And you also want to do work behind the scenes as well. Mm. Not much, more of the graphic designing part. Okay, yeah. which I'm sure will also lead and support sort of your work as a tattoo artist, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wanted to, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go straight to the jugular, which is, you know, for decades as well, I think our parents' generation will know this, you can't even talk about tattoos on the mm. radio. You know, it's, it's, it's taboo topic, you know, but tattoos mean a lot to me. I've got quite a few of them and, and each of them have a story each of them have a very sensitive meaning towards me um, I've got a friend of mine who tattooed like a dog's name that means a lot to her as well and I think slowly culture has started to shift here in Singapore people yeah. being a lot more accepting uh, and you would think that the model fashion industry would be super liberal when it comes to that but I hear that you've also kind of kicked doors down by being a model covered with tattoos I'm the rebel yeah yeah <laughs> So how's that? How's that been like when you enter the industry and someone says, hey, you better cover up? Mm, so at the start, I think not everyone was very open to this like whole tattoo model concept. So um, I kind of have to cover all my tattoos up whenever I go for a shoot. They make me wear like halter tops, long sleeves and stuff. And then um, there's one that even conceal my tattoos. Yeah. Mm. But then afterwards, I think now it's cha- it's kind of changing already. Um, everyone is more open to it and they kind of embrace how the person looks like, how the person is, like their yeah. personality, their whole, it's their identity already at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing about sort of tattoos is that it adds to, like when, when I see someone's tattoos, I see their story mm-hmm. as well. Very mm-hmm. often, I, I kind of like have a little glimpse into who they are, you know, and, and in my personal opinion, what's more dangerous far more dangerous than tattoos is shame which is covering up you know because this is something you take pride in right and then someone say you better cover up I don't want to see it you know Mm. but you've started to push that as a model and I really really respect that thank you so was it always a conscious decision for you to try a little bit of everything or when you were young what what did you okay what was your first answer when your teacher asked you what do you want to be KC when you grow up I actually do not have a dream job Previously was S stewardess, but then uh, not, not, not no more. <laughs> <laughs> so before that, it was that, right? Yeah. And yeah. and I think 
that also is a lesson for a lot of us, right? Because I, I know so many people who do not know what they want to do in life. Yeah. And then it, they go with, oh, then I just don't do anything at all. Huh? But you went the opposite. I want to do everything. You want to do everything. <laughs> I want to you're free. try everything. Yeah. Exactly. You're free to try a little bit of everything. So when did sort of tattoo artistry or that start for you? Uh, tattoo, it came in last year. Last year, April. That's really Very recent. recent. Yeah. 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 And, and I imagine it's also very different from a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you're using someone's body. So what was that first experience of, oh my gosh, I'm touching the person's skin? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think I was very blessed with friends who are willing to let me ink on their skin first. <laughs> I was like, okay, are you sure? Are you sure? Free one, lah, free one. <laughs> yeah, free one, lah, free one, I give you. And, then, and I also realised that, you know, being a tattoo artist is also super competitive now, especially it with is. social media. Everyone's yeah. like, con- you cannot just be a tattoo artist. You have to promote market, like what you're saying, you know, you're also studying sort of marketing in the background as well. Mm. Uh, do you find it super competitive here in Singapore now? No, yeah, definitely. The market is more saturated. Everybody has different styles. And I myself is also personally trying to experience the different styles. I don't have a particular style at this point in time. Right. So you're, yeah. you're still on your way. Yeah, I'm always learning. I, I hope that you also like go easy on yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like some tattoos are, oh, I only can do this design, so I must only do this design. You know, you should be free once again to do what you feel like. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you're together with Brian. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that next. So what it's like when you've got two very creative, very diverse backgrounds coming together as one. How do you find middle ground? Ooh. Let me tell you who's on the show right now we've got an intern learning what it's like behind the scenes of marketing and advertising we've got a former chicken rice seller a vegetable seller we've got two models we've got a tattoo artist uh, someone who's passionate about graphic design that's just two people by the way so all of those traits all of those walks coming together in Brian and Casey and y'all are super young you're like 24 25 years old the whole world is right in front of you and you're trying a little bit of everything now that may work individually but how does that work together Brian mm, actually it's been okay I feel like it's, it's fine <laughs> I, I say this, you know, because it's like, you know, when you're dating around, you're trying to get to know who is your lobster or who's the person that you're meant to be with for the rest of your life, you know? Uh, very often, Singaporeans are always like, what do you do? Huh, I don't understand what you do. It's too complex. I don't want to go near you. Like, did y'all ever find each other sort of like, oh, you're too different? Or do y'all find the differences as something that's worth being exploring? Yeah. Mm, I think there's still like, like we, she can still meet in the middle. Like yeah. you know, got modeling. Then you know she does tattoo. I like tattoo. So I got. I actually tattooed him. Oh, <laughs> was that like yeah. a prerequisite? It's like, oh, you're gonna have to let me tattoo you though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. What is the tattoo? Oh, it's a spider actually. It was a spider. Okay. Just at my stomach area. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's not her name because it's like that might be a bit possessive. <laughs> I feel. Uh, and and both of you are also models, right? Yeah. Have yeah. you guys been on a set together? Yeah. yeah. Shows. Uh, three times now. And then there, of course, is the question of never mix, you know, relationship with business, work. right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think for the two of you being on a set together where it can usually be a very competitive kind of world, uh, how has that worked for y'all? No, no, it's not competitive. Like, yeah, it's been time. working fine for us. I think cause um, opposite gender and also because mm. we have each other, I think it's even better that we are working together. Yeah. It's more yeah. fun. 
Yeah, it's more fun. I like that. And and how is his chicken rice? Have you tried asking him to cook, by the way? Because Brian used to sell chicken rice, so I imagine he would cook at home. No? I've been bugging him to cook for me, but he said he cannot cook in small batches. <laughs> like, I don't know how to use like... the rice cooker and stuff like that. No, I need the, like, the, the machine, like the... Horrible. <laughs> Big fan. I can't take it. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Brian and Casey. Um, I, I'm glad that I got a chance to sort of get to know y'all be, beyond the headline of what I saw circulating. You know, like, oh, there's models also selling vegetables, also selling all these things, you know. And, and, and it's nice to see that you're, you're, you're not shackled by one dream. The thing that I always say is that, you know, when people say that like, oh, I want to be this when they grow up, they actually don't know very little. They know very little about the world. You know, so if I say I want to be a singer, you know, then for the rest of my life, 30 years, I'm chasing being a singer. Actually, maybe I can't undo something else, you know? And I like that. Uh, what would you say to the person listening right now who also does not know what they want to do? Casey? Mm, I would say, um, just try everything you can. Experiment everything when you're young. And hopefully one day you'll be able to find something you really love to do. And Brian, what would you say to the parent who's saying, you just choose one subject? <laughs> to the parent, just let them do what they want to do. As long as it's not like something bad. Uh, you know, will harm them. I think just let them do what they want to do. They'll eventually find something they like. I like that. You have faith, right? Yes. Getting you on your way. In style. Okay, time to get started. With Joshua Simon on Kiss 92. Another powerful female entrepreneur joins us next on the show. Joanna from Maison 21G. A business that allows you to craft and curate your own scents, either for yourself or as a gift. But before that, uh, I need to tell you to stop it. Uh. We're also going to go beyond the headlines in other news and a chance for you to win a $100 dining voucher from Twist. Almost there. You're on your way on Kiss 92. And it's time for me to say, stop it. Uh. Stop it, uh, you guys. Hey, hello. It's stop, uh. It was not a vacation. It was a nightmare, says a guest at an Airbnb house in the US. Okay, so from my knowledge, right, Airbnb is kind of like banned in Singapore. Like you're not allowed to do that or find an Airbnb place. I'm not sure. Okay, but we're just going to talk about this story itself and then use it as a point of discussion. Okay, an ethical dilemma over here that I'd love to pick your brain on. All right, but it's very common for Singaporeans to uh, choose an Airbnb over a hotel. I've definitely done so in Seoul, in Japan, for example. You know where it's a lot more pricey to book a hotel room and you pay so much money for so little square feet. You know, sometimes you just want to get to know the locals where you're traveling to, you know? So I've had some good Airbnb experiences and one absolutely horrible one. All right, so The Straits Times just shared this article, uh, this opinion piece by this one traveler in the US that booked an Airbnb and everywhere they turned to in their house that they rented was a laminate, oh, see, got effort, a laminated sign. Don't jump on the bed, okay? I'm fragile. On the plants, got one sign. Do not touch my plants. Do not touch this table. This is my grandmother's table. Everywhere, another sign. Don't open this door. This one is fragile. This window is fragile. Oh my gosh. So they felt like they were walking on eggshells. Everything was so restrictive and they absolutely hated the experience. They couldn't just exhale and enjoy the place. Every little thing they do, they had to second guess like, are we being too noisy? Are we being too this or that? Like, oh my God, be careful with the cutlery. So they hated the experience. Now I want to know from you, dear listener, do you think that it is the owner's fault? 
Because on one hand, this is their house. There are rules, right? And maybe they had bad experiences with travelers renting their apartment and leaving it a mess. And that's why they've chosen to do, to do this. Or do you think they're way too strict? If you're going to be so strict, at least put it in the description in your listing. Don't surprise us once we pay you and then show up and then this is the outcome. You know, don't catch me by surprise like that. And maybe, hey, you should not even be listing out your home on Airbnb if that's the case. Share with me your thoughts. What's at me? 8855-0920. In return, I'll give you a $100 dining voucher from Twist. Some incredible pasta for you. $100 worth. Just what's at me? What you think? Do you think the owner of the house is just way too strict? Or, hey, their house, their rules. Stephanie, where are you on your way towards? I'm on the way back home to celebrate uh, my anniversary with my husband. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. And maybe you can also give him a $100 dining voucher from Twist. That will be quite nice. Do you all like pasta? Yeah, we do. Okay, I, I, I'm curious. Do you all do anything together for NDP this year? Uh, no, we will, uh, we're away. So, yeah. Oh. Just, You're that kind la. So whenever no, August 9, you take MC, take leave, and then you all go where? Batama? No, we were in KL for with my family. Yeah. Okay, family in KL. Alright. Well, I want to know how Singaporean are you beyond NDP? Okay, I've got some questions here. You get it right, you will win this $100 dining voucher from Twist. Let's go. Which one of the following does not exist in Singapore? Kalang Wave. Henderson wave, surfing wave. Surfing wave? Surfing wave, yeah, I don't know what it's at. Okay, fill in the blanks. Singapore has one of the most powerful what in the world? Subway systems, sports teams, passports, okay. or all of them? Uh, passport. Our sport team also good, right? Our okay, subway our system also good, no? Yeah, okay, okay. All of them. All, All of them. them. Come on. Okay. Who was the first president of Singapore? Sir Stamford Raffles, Kumar, or Yusuf Ishak? Yusuf Ishak. Yeah. Okay. In my mind, it's Kumar, but Yusuf Ishak is correct. Congratulations. Stephanie, I'm sending you a $100 dining voucher from Twist. It's affordable pasta at just $8.50. I think you can buy 10 bowls. Okay, you enjoy yourself. What's your favourite radio station? Uh, obviously, it's Kids 92. I love that. Always with you. On your way on Kids 92. We're talking about Airbnb horror stories. Staying in a private home instead of a hotel. And I did kind of allude to have my own little Airbnb horror story of my own. So, come, come, lean in. This is story time, okay? So, I stayed at this one Airbnb eight years ago. I remember this because it was my 25th birthday. And it was a good year that year. I was making bank, you know? And I didn't come from a lot, you know? So, if you give me money, chances are I'm going to spend it with the people that I love. You know, I'm just... A generous guy. That's how kind of how my family is. Which is also another problem because we don't know how to save. Lah. But anyway, I was 25 years old. I had all this money. And I was looking at my two best friends who'd never been to Tokyo. My favorite city in the whole world. And I told them, you know what? For my birthday, I insist. Don't buy me anything. I want to buy us an experience. I bought them flights. And I booked out an Airbnb in a really swanky neighborhood in Tokyo called... Hiro! It was right next to Ropongi. 
And I was so excited. I wanted to just bless my friends, you know? 25th birthday. This was huge for me. So we flew up to Tokyo and we went to the apartment in Hirowo. And we met up with the landlady who was very pleasant at first. She even explained to us that the apartment that we're staying in is a three story apartment. All of it for us、It、was actually a famed apartment. Uh, that Guy Pierce、uh, from Memento, when he was there promoting Memento back in 2001, he stayed in her apartment. So we were just blown away. We're like, the stars have aligned. This is incredible. And it was a gorgeous apartment. So we had a wonderful time until we got a message 10 minutes in after getting into the apartment, just exclaiming here, like, oh my gosh, yeah, we're in Tokyo. One message c o m e in, hi, can y'all keep it down? And then we learned, ayo, the landlady. Is staying in the basement, which is a big red flag. I'm sorry, like, I, I, I just don't appreciate it if it's an Airbnb or if it's an apartment and then there's someone still staying there and then you're also still charging me a lot of money. It just to me doesn't sit very well with me, right? But we're like, okay, you know what? She was very nice to us. We will keep it down. We'll keep it down. But even the slightest thing, we will get an SMS, we will get an email. So we started walking on eggshells. We, start, we started just compressing how we felt. And, and, and it was not a nice way to be, you know? But we wanted to be also respectful. But the problem came when one of my close friends graciously flew in from New York to Tokyo to celebrate my birthday. My friend Hannah, right? But we were outside of the apartment around that time, you know? So we said, okay, okay,、uh, she's staying at a hotel, but you can, when you reach Tokyo from Narita, you just go straight to this address, that's where we're staying. You just put your bags down first and then we'll come find you, you know? And when we finally got to the apartment, she was there 10 minutes early. She was not alone. The landlady was right next to her. And she started accusing us of trying to sneak an extra person into the Airbnb. But we kept explaining to her, look, look, we have the booking. Our friend is staying at the hotel. But because, you know, like having the cellular data and all that kind of stuff, the Wi Fi dongle, you know, she may have, I may have, all that kind of thing, we just used、uh, our, the apartment as a meeting point. We tried to explain to her, but she just would not accept it. And ever since that night, it was just bad aura. And the worst thing was that was my birthday itself when all this hoo ha happened. And it ended up really just souring the entire trip. So after that, I was like, you know, I, I, from now on, if I'm going to travel anywhere, I'm staying in a hotel. That's my personal Airbnb story. I mean, there are obviously a lot of wonderful Airbnb stories as well. Yeah, but since we're on this topic, if you happen to have an Airbnb horror story to share as well, come, come, come. Uh, we've got Agnes on the line right now. Agnes, we're talking about this one experience、uh, that a family had at an Airbnb in the US, right? And they got to the apartment. It was very nice, but everywhere they look, there is a laminated sign saying, Don't touch this, don't touch that. This is fragile, okay? Don't, don't touch this. Don't even sit on the chair. Don't use this table. Don't open this door. So they were so fed up. What's your take on it, Agnes?、Uh, well, I feel that if they're so particular about renting it out,、uh, then they should, not, they should not in the first place. <laughs> have you ever had like, an experience like this before? When you, have you ever taken an Airbnb over sort of a、oh, always, hotel? Always. Yeah, never had such an experience. Tashu,、mm-hmm. you ended up renting that apartment. Okay,、mm-hmm. what would you do? Would you stay? Would you go? I would go, definitely. Right? You just don't want to have your trip ruined because of this,、yeah. right? Yeah, you'd be so stressful. 
Yeah, and I think at the start, even though yes, this is their house, you know, they own it as their rules, but I also think you should put it in your description. Like, let them know in advance if you're going to stay at my house, there's going to be all these restrictions. Yep. Uh, so I had a, a bad experience at an Airbnb then after that I just kind of decided not to but I, I applaud you for, for doing it though like because I think the unpredictability of it is what scares me why do you like to choose Airbnb uh, rather than hotels? Well, uh, first of all is the flexibility and the space available for your whole family everybody has got enough space and their own rooms and you know you get a kitchen and all that I think that makes it feel more you know like home ah. <laughs> even though you're away from home someone's home I always feel a bit scared I don't know why I always feel like I, I feel like I'm not supposed to be there you know I'm, I'm a guest <laughs> Agnes you know just just for sharing your thoughts you know I really appreciate that I'm going to give you a $100 dining voucher from Twist some incredible pasta for you go and enjoy yourself okay thank you what's your favourite radio station Kiss 92 oh hi Josh this is Hazel. Hi, Hazel. So, Hazel, <laughs> I, I shared my my own personal uh, Airbnb horror story and I hear that you have got one as well. Yes, okay, but <clears throat> not exactly. I wouldn't think the landlord did anything that bad, but I didn't know that uh, because I went to Japan as well. Okay. And it was like in a, in a very rural area. And so, it was like a two-story house and the guests sleep on level two. And then the host sleep on level one. And didn't know that they wrote a tiny little notice in Japanese at the front that they'll be locking up the entire house at 10pm every night. And the doors only open at 7am. No! Yes. And then, so what happened is, because we, my friend and I, we were getting quite peckish. So, we actually left the place at about 9.45. I mean, we're Singaporean, right? We're Singaporean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. middle of the night, must go to Family Mart and buy Onigiri one. Yeah, definitely, right? So, and then because we are like super young and it's our first trip out. So, we walked out and it's like peak winter. And then we went out and then like uh, gallivanting in a, in a while, right? And then we came back, it was 10.15. And the door was locked. And then we were, <laughs> we were so worried. I don't know why our little like 19-year-old brains didn't think of just going back to Fazimat and staying there the whole night. But okay, we just sat there. And waited until 7am for the door to open. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you all sat outside, the own, outside of your Airbnb that you paid for? Yes, yes. And then uh, we were, because my friend fell asleep, I was too frightened to fall asleep. Because we are, you know, in a foreign place and in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it was like negative, don't know what. Yeah, so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, but I guess the landlord didn't do anything. We are, we are just like, not very wise. Yeah, but I also think... <laughs> In certain cultures as well, you know, they're, they're just sort of... Like, see, like, I didn't even know that it is common in, in some territories for the host to also stay in the house and they just Airbnb rent out a few of the apartments or different floors of the apartment. Uh, it was things that we learned along the way. You know, like we went to Seoul, we learned about recycling. Uh, you, you can't just like throw food out in the trash, you know. It, it's not like how we do things here in Singapore. And in Japan as well, you know, noise. Like, you cannot make a lot of noise. After a specific period of time, or certain neighbourhoods as well, where there's more families. So these are things that we learned along the way. Uh, but I do think maybe for in, in your case, they should have put maybe a sign in English, or maybe when you first met them, you know, you got the keys from them, or maybe on the listing itself. I think that should be listed out, lah, just so that this doesn't happen again. You know, because y'all were 19 years old, y'all were able-bodied, you were fine. But if it was an older couple, for example, that stayed over there, 
that could end in tragedy. Yeah, and that was my first time like renting an Airbnb where the host stays with you, like your story, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and actually, they locked it up is so that, you know, you don't come back so late and then disturb other people. Yeah, I get it. But then, <laughs> we were just super caught off guard. <laughs> oh, well, lesson learned. But has that scared you off from Airbnb or you think that's like, you know, just one isolated incident, it's fine? I actually think it was pretty fun because it was fun such an experience. <laughs> to be locked out. Okay. 19 <laughs> okay, years old. Okay, 19 years old. Yeah, 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 19 years old. I think <laughs> I at our age now. I can't problem. <laughs> yeah, age now, cannot, 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 cannot. Yeah, yeah. Last time, still can pull through at night and not sleep in the cold. Now. <laughs> hey, no, so no, no. I have a $100 online voucher to Meat Zero. It's an exciting meat alternative product for you. It's super healthy, 0% cholesterol. Would you like to give it a shot? Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> What's your favorite radio station, Hazel? Of course, 92. <laughs> I ain't worried about nothing. Don't worry, you're on your way with Joshua Simon. Kiss 92. Uh, on the show right now, though, we got our dear Ned. Hello. Ned, always armed with a question, go right ahead. Okay, uh, Josh, what's uh, when you go for a weekend getaway, what's like maybe the top three things you die, die gotta do? When I want to have a relaxing trip. Uh-huh. Okay, first of all, I got to know beforehand, even before going there. I'm the kind who likes to research before going on my trip, you oh, know? Too, yeah. So I got to have at least a cafe that I know has good coffee mm. that I that is like kind of nearby to my hotel. Because like that's like my first thing I'll do. Like once I touch down, go to my hotel, whatever, put, my, put everything down, I need to go to a cafe, mm-hmm. sit there for a while, feel like a local. That's my kind of weekend get Weekend getaway as in going overseas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's yours? What's yours? What's the first thing you do? First thing I do is look up at uh, what kind of convenience stores the place has to offer. That's actually a very good answer. (laughs) Very good answer. You got to know where your pharmacy is nearby as well. You know, because actually uh, yesterday I talked about how uh, Family Mart will be exiting Bangkok. All of Thailand, actually. So they're going to be replaced by like a mini supermarket chain. Mm -hmm. But Family Mart's like, you know, like whenever I go to Bangkok, I always think that that's where I go for my sandwiches. Yes, for sure. I love Family uh, family Mart. Whether it's Bangkok, Japan, love, love, love. Do we have one in Singapore, by the way? No, we don't. I remember I I saw it once in JB. In JB, I think there is, but not in Singapore. We should learn. Right. Although, I got to say, 7-Eleven, y'all are doing a very good job. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to uh, anyone right now operating a 7-Eleven convenience store outlet and you got kids. 92 on you're the best uh, but for real like they really up their game when it comes to the food at 7-Eleven in the yes. middle of the night and it's not like what you think are unhealthy food you know you mm. go there you can get like chicken breast you can even get like quinoa salads and soba mm. and everything very very good and fruits freshly cut fruits there you go is that what you're going to be talking about tonight the first thing you do at a weekend getaway mm-hmm. you're not just on the way you're on your way with Joshua Simon on KISS 92. You have been on your way with Joshua Simon. I hope I earned the privilege of your time. And now I hand things over to the beautiful, incredible, always smiling, always armed with another question. Just now, after after we had mm-hmm. our chat, she was like, oh, I still got one more question. Okay, go, go, go. What is it? Okay, Josh, uh, when you take a bus, whether it's in Singapore, whether you are travelling, which part of the bus do you like to sit? Oh... I know some people like to sit at the back of the bus, but I think that was like the cool thing to do when you're a teenager. But then, uh-huh. once you reach a certain age, huh, when you're far, far at the back of the bus, you must think, I must totally go and walk to the yes. front. And Logistics. then, worse, if it starts to fill up, uh. and then you need to get to your, you know, like, I'm the kind who, I think all of us do, right? You don't get up only when you've 
stopped. Mm-hmm. As you're approaching, you press the button and then you start to hobble your way over. Yes. Right? And I don't want to knock here, knock there, bump into people <laughs> all the way to the back. So actually, I kind of stay as close as I can to the door. Mm-hmm. That's what I normally do and I usually stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, what I do at the bus. All this you're talking about in your show tonight. Uh. Yes, yes. You, you a lot of things to talk about. You, you your mind is like <laughs> constantly thinking on you know. Yeah, all my intrusive really thoughts just coming to life. Natco is next for you, and also a chance for you to win a one hundred dollar dining voucher from Phuket Town, Mukata. That's next for you on Kiss ninety two. I'll be back from four to eight tomorrow. You're on your way, on my way. with Joshua Simon. Kiss ninety two.